My son told him that he was into creative writing and that it was just a story. Well, he's plotting to attack and kill people. That's, uh, that's beyond creative writing. That's beyond normal. It takes a lot to do what I did. It wasn't easy. She's parenting. That's what we need parents to do. Welcome to episode number 55 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about a story that has me asking more questions than finding answers. It's a story that I'm amazed at the reaction to online due to its one-sidedness, and it has me asking a lot of questions. That will point right back to a lot of what Ryan Bemrose and I talked about over on my other podcast, Grumpy Old Ben's number 24, about red flag laws here in the United States. The story has been misreported in quite a few ways. There's a bunch of articles that have recently hit the internet about this. Reading the first few, it appeared that this all happened this week, within the last few days. But further research shows that this happened on September 17th, and this is a story that is still going on, again, with more questions than answers. This teenager's mother is finally speaking out, which is why this is hitting a whole nother news cycle. But let's break this down into its very simple parts which is we have a mother of a teenage boy. I'm sorry if that's misgendering. I mean, I don't know. This is happening in Washington state, so it's possible maybe they're misgendering him, but hey, we'll call him a teen. This teenager, his mother found a journal and she read it, didn't like what she saw in the journal, so she called the police. The police, taking things very seriously as the police are wont to do, arrested the child back on September 17th and from all news reports that I can find, he is still in a juvenile detention facility. The charges that he is facing, or at least the charges that he was arrested upon, are felony harassment and threats to bomb or injure property. This according to the College Place Police Department. So let's remember here, this is a teenager who wrote some disturbing stuff in a journal that wasn't online this seems to be a paper journal from every report that i've read the mother actually found these physical journals read them was concerned called the police private journal i don't know where it was stashed assuming in the kid's room or something but it was a private journal of his the mother found it didn't like it turned it over to the police and now he's been sitting in jail coming up on uh, 3 or 4 weeks under charges of felony harassment and threats to bomb or injure property. I'm not really sure how we can consider somebody threatening somebody else by writing something in a private journal that nobody else was meant to read. 
I just don't understand that. And what I really don't understand is the overall coverage of this story, which is extremely confusing. About 90% don't even mention the fact that there was allegedly also things in the journal where the teen threatened the lives of his mother and her boyfriend, which I would think that maybe would be pertinent information, but it's still in a private journal. So I don't understand how this is actionable unless we're really coming down to the Orwellian thought crimes. So this is a private thought in a private journal. And this teenager is now been sitting in custody for weeks, charged with felony harassment and threats to bomb or injure property. The police chief, Troy Tamara, said, according to CNN, the mother was very emotional and loves her son. This was not an easy thing to do, but it was the right thing to do. The mother wanted to prevent others from being hurt and wants her son to get the help he needs. Really? Parents out there is the first thing you do when you think your child needs to get help is the first thing you do call the police and have him arrested or her. Um, I don't really see that as being a way to get somebody help, but maybe I'm incorrect. And if I am, feel free to let me know. Police say that the school's resource officer was also involved in the investigation and tipped off school officials to the incident, by which point school was already out for the day. So I don't understand what the school resource officer investigated. This was a private journal found by the kid's mother in his room or wherever. And she called the police. Now, the mother had confronted the child, I guess, before she called the police, which, again, makes it a little bit strange, because then if she was so worried, she let the kid go out to school then. I mean, the next day or whenever it was. But she had confronted the teen, to which he replied that what was in the journal was just a story and it was just a creative writing thing. Now, the police, of course, say this goes, quote, beyond creative writing. And I'm not really sure where we are again in a society if there is such a thing as beyond creative writing. Anybody that writes for movies, television, novels, short stories, whatever, you might want to be very worried about a case like this where somebody writes something. I mean, granted, I'm right down the line with you that this was probably some very disturbing stuff. With that said, it was in a private journal and not posted online. It was never meant to be read by anybody else. So this again, do we have any privacy whatsoever? Do you have the freedom of speech? Because this is nothing more than speech as well. And speech again, that was never meant to be heard by anybody else. Now, the interesting thing, again, watching this particular story and how it has been covered when it comes to the media, and we should use that in air quotes, was just how disingenuous some of the stories were. Because, I mean, this, again, is like a virtual hard-on, it seems, for a lot of these media outlets. <laughs> Wait, a school shooting, guns, bad, guns, bad. Because they mention that the kid in the journal talked about using multiple types of firearms 
and explosives to create this mayhem that oh that he wanted to do against his school next April 20th 2020 on the anniversary of the Columbine shootings so this was something that was 6 months in the future again so if the mother really believed this this is a different story too and if you would have found something that said hey I'm planning on doing this tomorrow next week next month this was a story that was written about something that might have been happening if you believe that this was real and not fiction wouldn't be happening until next april 20th but the different media that has covered this there was an article in the washington times and the first thing you see when you open up the article about this in the washington times is a photograph with nine handguns tagged sitting on a table we've all seen this kind of stuff where the police make a big bust you've got the evidence tags on it you either see a bunch of dope now i've seen this with cocaine marijuana all this weapons where the police are really happy that they found all these weapons gotten them off the street or found all these drugs and gotten them off the street well the problem with the washington times article is this photo of the nine pistols had absolutely nothing to do with this case the reality of this case is the police searched and found not one weapon, not one bomb, nor do they find any materials for making said bombs. Now, the mother, who I mean is really credible, obviously, said that about a month or two ago, and I'm not sure why she couldn't be more specific about that, but about a month or two ago, she allegedly found some materials that she thought might be for bomb making and of course what did she do she threw them out so no evidence there she threw those out again things that might have actually been for making bombs allegedly evidence of said making bombs that she threw out didn't call the police finds a journal with a creative writing story just a fantasy this is again something in a private journal kid blowing off steam i mean i think all of us when we were kids were told at one point or another hey you want to release you know those frustrations whatever it is write a story it's a safe space you can say whatever you want you can explore anything you want you want to think about killing mommy and daddy there do it there it's safe don't actually do it but you know your writing is a private place for you and for you alone so she finds allegedly things to make bombs and she just throws them away willy-nilly doesn't think to involve anybody like the police but when she finds a journal then that is actionable and she needs to call the police and the police of course taking it very seriously and arrest the kid because the police again i guess don't understand what freedom of speech is i guess the police don't really understand the difference between writing something down as a creative writing thing even if it's very disturbing and actually showing that you might be doing this in this entry in the journal the plot revolves around detonating pipe bombs to quote blast anyone in sight and using multiple firearms to quote execute survivors but again he was in possession of no firearms was in possession of no bombs and he was in possession 
of no bomb making materials. So I'm kind of wondering what you get arrested on. And in this case, it seems to just be somebody. I I don't even care that it's his mother. I mean, you can make whatever case you want. I know a lot of really bad relationships between mother and children. But I don't really see how somebody goes, hey, I'm worried about this. This winds somebody up in jail for something that was just written in a private journal. The police, again, taking this very seriously. They didn't buy that it was just a story. The police chief, Tamaris, said, well, he's plotting to attack and kill people. That's beyond creative writing. That's beyond normal. So now we have the police chief deciding again, what is creative writing and what is or what is not normal? The mother said she still loves her son and it wasn't easy and she hopes he can get the help that he needs. I cry BS on that one. This isn't what a mother does when wanting her son or daughter to get help. You don't call and have them arrested. According to KEPR, a CBS affiliate, Officer Dylan Schmick of the College Place Police Department, here's a couple of quotes from him, as he explained that the officers think the teen was planning to act alone. Again, you found a story he wrote in a journal. Maybe a very realistic story, but. That's kind of the point of writing. You want it to be realistic. They mentioned the fact that he mentioned different types of weapons, you know, very specific weapons that were going to be used in the attack. Again, none of them which he actually owns. And if you've ever done any creative writing, you know, you do a little bit of research on these things. And he probably went on the internet, found a couple different types of guns, said, hey, this will be a good story wrote those in there but again where is this line and where do you want it to be between a teenager or anybody of any age writing something in a private journal that is then handed over to the police as if this was actually a crime in some way shape or form that he was making these threats against the school when again it was a private journal how is this making threats against the school when it was in a private journal well the police of course I mean, I guess they didn't like his creative writing style because this officer also said it's very detailed the way he wrote it. And there were obviously times and a date was established of 420, 2020. So, I mean, if you're writing a story, I guess don't include times and dates because then that, I guess, is where it goes from being creative writing into something that you're actually planning. I mean, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? No. No, it doesn't. They said when police read through the teen's manifesto, well, see, now we're calling it a manifesto. How did that happen? How did that switch happen from it's his journal to now it's the teen's manifesto? The same officer said there was mention of specific firearms and explosives he wanted to use as well as locations. But again, story, fiction blowing off steam by writing something down no matter how graphic no matter how disturbing is not a crime when they searched the home again did not find any firearms they did not find any explosives but you know what they found that was really 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 scary for them and convinced them that this teenager was obviously planning on following through with these things that he had written in his private journal 
Yeah, he had a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. Ooh, scary. And he had uh, at least one book about the shootings at Columbine. Again, so now we're going from not only is what you write in your private journal going to be used against you as if you're plotting a mass murder, now your reading material is going to back up what they think you're going to do. I mean, I get it. If this kid went out there and actually shot a school up, then you go back and you find these things. You go, hey, okay, we see there's some evidence that he did it. We're trying to prove that he did something. Then there could be evidence. As of yet, there has been zero crimes committed, even though the kid's been sitting in jail or at least a juvenile detention facility, which is jail for him, for weeks at this point. I know the anarchist cookbook sounds like really scary, but there were copies of this going around when I was in um, middle school, maybe junior high, probably high school. It was one of the first things I remember reading back in the days of bulletin boards. Now, these were the scary text files the government were trying to stop. The anarchist cookbook was one of them. And overall, uh, it's really not all that exciting of a book. I mean, there's probably way better information out there now on making pipe bombs and explosives and all that other types of stuff. But I digress. Wanting to read the anarchist cookbook is not a sign that somebody's going to go on a rampage, going to go blow up a school. There are thousands, tens of thousands, I guess maybe even millions of people who at some point or another look those files up or flip through a paper copy of the anarchist cookbook. So again, let's understand all they had is a journal, a private journal of some creative writing, no weapons, no explosives, but he also had other scary books like the anarchist cookbook. So that must make him guilty. One of the things that caught my eye was in an article on a website from KXLY.com out of Spokane. The officer Schmick said there were a few things that were concerning between some books and some other notebook writings that kind of matched up with the other notebook and the manifesto, which is what he actually termed it as in the writing. Okay, so in the creative story, the creative writing story that the kid says creative writing, they think this is evidence, private journal, they talk about a manifesto. Schmick told KAPP, the teen allegedly said he wanted a manifesto in his bag during the planned attack. Well, now, did he tell the officer this, or was this something that came out of the writing? Because I see no other quotes that are attributed to the teen here. So that seems a little bit strange. And again, journalism bad. I get it. They can't get the date right in half of these. They can't get a lot of the details right in a lot of these. This officer Schmick, this is a direct quote, says, whether the child was fully intent on this actually happening or not, I mean, these statements we have to take with the highest level. We can't fool around with them. We have to take with the highest level. Whether the child was intent on this actually happening or not, unimportant in this day and age, especially on the left coast in liberal Washington. We can't worry about whether somebody meant what they wrote or if they were just blowing off steam or if this was just a complete fictional story that the kid was writing. 
We can't worry about that. We have to take all of these things so very, very seriously. To a point, I get it. To a point, I understand why if somebody brings this up, you want to do a little bit of investigation. The fact that the only evidence against this teenager is what he wrote in his journal and some other reading material that he had. I wasn't aware that this was illegal in the United States. What you wrote privately, especially, and what you read privately, especially, were things that could get you arrested and held for weeks. I wasn't aware that we were at that point, but maybe we are. And we should all be quite concerned about that more than anything else that this case brings up. But I get the point that if somebody brings this up, hey, mom's worried little Johnny's going to go on a shooting spree. And this mother only wanted to be called by her first name. Last name's not even out there, which again, I don't get to a certain point. If this journalistic world that we live in, we'd like to know the facts. And if this mother, is so sure about this then why are you hiding her last name i don't understand she wants to go on cbs and talk well then tell us who she is but with that said okay mommy's concerned that little jimmy is going to shoot the school up so she calls the police the police show up upon not finding any weapons or any bombs or any bomb making materials why is the kid getting arrested I do not understand this. If somebody wants to explain that to me, feel free to try. But it would appear that thought crimes are here. It really does. It appears that thought crimes are here. The kid wrote something in a journal privately, and he read a few things that people don't like and find scary, like the anarchist cookbook. And he's being arrested for that and held for weeks. So the investigation has gone a little bit more than mm, he's not doing anything illegal. And this is what we talked about in the red flag laws. My buddy Ryan Bemrose was very clear on how he felt, and he lives in Washington, that actions are illegal, not words, but not in Washington anymore. Words are illegal. So you might want to get the hell out of Washington, and soon you might want to get the hell out of the United States if we keep going down this path. As I said, I've looked at this story from a bunch of different angles. I've looked at this from a bunch of different sources, and I went to one of the most conservative sources out there in Glenn Beck's The Blaze which had a bit on this story, even posted it to Facebook. So there's a bunch of comments over on Facebook with people reacting to this. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I want to know if anybody's kind of getting the weird heebie-jeebies that I am, which is, it appears like a kid, maybe he's a little disturbed, maybe he could use some therapy or something, but he wrote something in a private journal and has been arrested for that. And I wanted to see if anybody else was having this weird feeling that there's something very wrong with this. And the answer to that would be no. On nearly 200 comments, we have things like, we should all be thanking this brave woman for her heartbreaking decision. Maybe this will be a wake-up call for more parents to be aware of their children's mental health. She read his private journal and had him arrested. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's really brave. May the Lord give you peace, mama. Even though it was the right call, I can't imagine how it's breaking your heart daily. Again, who's making the decision that this was the right call? To have your kid arrested for writing in a private journal something that he says is fiction. So is that who gets to decide whether he's telling the truth or not? Again, 
something that wasn't even going to happen for six months. So if you were really worried about this, maybe as a parent, you could have watched what your kid's going to be doing over the next few months because you had that D-Day, April 20th, 2020. Maybe you could have watched him a little more closely and see maybe did it, does a weapon ever show up? Do any bombs ever show up? It seems like a very strange thing to do for the first thing to do would be to go to the police. And again, I know he's a juvenile and I know that journalism sucks, but none of these stories, and I probably read 20 to 30 of them, none of them mention any previous arrests, any previous run-ins with the law, any previous run-ins with the school. Uh, As far as I can tell, the kid's pretty clean, just a normal teenager who wanted to write something disturbing. I mean, Stephen King, I wonder what he was writing when he was in high school. I'm betting some pretty scary crap because he's still doing it. And it's fiction. And as far as I know, Stephen King never went and did any of the stuff that he's portrayed his characters doing in his books. Fiction is different than real life, and we're not seeing that anymore. And it's scary. It really is scary when you go down the list of these comments that people just immediately read a little story, a little blurb, and don't care about the facts. Nobody's asking the question of, well, if he just wrote this in a private journal, how is this actionable? How is this threatening anyone? It doesn't make any sense. Another one of the face bag comments. Hopefully her son can get help for his sickness and not end up dead, which was going to be the outcome if she had not acted. And God bless her for her strength to prevent the devastation to so many other families. Again, I don't see it. Creative writing. Didn't own a weapon. Didn't have any bombs. People are absolutely out of their freaking minds. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. I'd love to know what you think. Because reading this and seeing the facts, again, all it was was something he wrote in a private journal and the other books he was reading was enough to get the kid arrested and in juvenile detention for weeks. Am I missing something here? Am I missing something that you think this should be actionable and this kid should be had should have been arrested and should have been thrown in detention for weeks? I don't get it. It is a creative writing thing. It is a private journal. Do we want people to be arrested for these types of things? If, if you do, if you do want people to be arrested for that, try to make your case. Feel free. Reach out to us at Random Thoughts Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts Podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Podcast or my private personal Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L and make the case. Tell me where I'm wrong here. Because I'm all for parents making sure their kids get help if they need it. I'm all for parents taking note of what their children are doing. And if it's something that is disturbing, then reaching out and trying to get help. I'm just not sure arrest and incarceration is what fits for what appears to be nothing more than either a creative writing thing or somebody blowing off some steam by getting into the macabre again not something that i believe is illegal to write about only to do and if he hasn't done anything yet again we're not living in the world of thought crime or are we i mean if we are we should probably all get off the internet right now delete every social media account and never talk or type anything to anyone 
ever again. It might be the only way you're going to keep your ass out of jail. If you're going to stay on the internet, then by all means, go over to randomthoughts.com and subscribe to this podcast. You can do it on Apple. You can do it on Android. You can do it via email so you never miss an episode. And if you really like what you're hearing, we work on the value for value model. Go to randomthoughts.com. Click that little subscribe button and you can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly subscription, whatever you want. Any amount is cool. Help us keep the lights on, the microphones humming, and the audio gear working in tip-top shape. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.